Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hello everyone, I'm Blaine Gilmer and welcome to another edition of Recruiting Every Second, the show on the Bleed Podcast Network that covers everything SEC football recruiting related and we are wrapping up a very busy month of June that has seen visits galore and has brought a lot of news and notes from around the country, especially with these powerful SEC teams, and we are going to cover everything SEC West related today. As I said, I am Blaine Gilmer. You can follow me using at BGilmer18 on Twitter. You can follow the show using at recruiting underscore SEC. That's recruiting underscore SEC. And like I said, I'm going to be flying solo today and covering everybody in the SEC West, give a little recruiting update. Where do they stand right now in the rivals team's rankings? And where do I think they'll end up based on some of the targets that they're going after and, you know, just how the recruiting class shakes out? We're kind of what I would say to the to the midway point here of the recruiting cycle. There's there's, you know, the the a lot of the work has been done building those relationships, getting those visits in, doing the the groundwork, so to speak. Now, a lot of these young men in the month of July are going to pop off some commitments because a lot of them want to get their recruitment out of the way in the class of 2022 before their senior year ends up. And then also, there's going to be some that wait during the season to get some more final official visits in the fall, see a full game day experience, things like that. And who can blame them? That's a great experience to to take in. Everybody loves college football. The the capacity crowds are going to be something that I think everybody is looking forward to getting back to. And, you know, there's a lot of these colleges that are betting on that experience really coming through for them with some of these high-profile prospects. So we're going to hit all the SEC West schools and targets. But as I said, they're betting on that experience, winning over some of those guys. And speaking of betting, guys, our show – is brought to you by Bet Online. Listen, the, the month of June, it's been a hot one. There's been a ton of exciting sports actions, and Bet Online is where you can find all of it. 
from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information on all your sports betting needs. So, guys, whether it's you doing research on a game, trying to figure out who the the favorite is, some fun prop bets, whatever you want to do, you can find it over at Bet Online. So. Get over there, visit the website today, or just use your mobile device to join and receive up to 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, pitch, head over to betonline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And we're very thankful for BetOnline being the sponsor of the show this week. Have another sponsor coming up midway through the show and we'll we'll talk about them in just a little while but again bet online guys whether you're just trying to figure out the lines or the information uh or you've got you know want to put a little extra cheese on the whopper so to speak that is uh, where bet online gets it done at so as i mentioned we're going to be covering sec west recruiting day and going through the rivals teams rankings from highest to lowest ranked right now and we're going to start off with the LSU Tigers, guys. The LSU Tigers are ranked right now in the Rivals team's rankings, number four team in the country. They have 11 commitments right now, and they start from Walker Howard and Jacoby Matthews, both five stars out of Louisiana. In fact, out of their 11 commitments, all of them but two so far are from the state of Louisiana. So Ed Orgeron putting a, a hedge around the boot, so to speak, making sure they, they take care of business. They've got Jadarian Rhyme, a DB out of Valdosta, Georgia, a four-star, and then tied in Jake Johnson out of Athens, Georgia. Yes, Athens, right out of Georgia's backyard. Georgia would have loved to have Jake Johnson, but with his older brother, Max Johnson, Max Johnson there, left-handed quarterback who's vying for the starting quarterback job, it seemed inevitable that Jake Johnson would end up at Louisiana State. So in terms of this right now, LSU has a real shot at not only staying in that top five, but they have a real shot of climbing maybe to the top of this of this class. They've got guys like Sean Murphy, five-star inside linebacker, that could end up at Louisiana State. They're really heavily targeting uh, Jamon Tapp, who's a four-star edge defender that has a real, real shot and ended up at Louisiana State. Another Louisiana guy there in Jamon Tapp. Uh, Damari Austin, I think a running back that LSU really, uh, they don't have their running back yet in this class. And Damari Austin is out of the state of Georgia, so they could go into the Peach State once again grab another high one there. Shaz Preston, four-star receiver that has been to Georgia, Alabama, Texas, USC. So he's been on a, a lot of trips this summer. So that they LSU has a lot to look forward to um, and could be landing some guys real soon, whether it's, like I said, uh, you know, Caleb Jackson, a running back in the 2023 class, that 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 could be that could be coming down the line for them as well. Uh, but you've got guys in the 2022 class specifically, Jamon Tapp and Sean Murphy that could really bolster this class, Damari Austin as well. So LSU, if they start picking up those guys, especially some of the the high profile guys that are in the 
in the state of Louisiana, adding to it, maybe even a, Kel a Kelvin Banks out of uh, Humble, Texas, or a Harold Perkins out of Cypress, Texas. They start dipping into the state of Texas there. LSU has a really, really good shot of getting up towards that number one class before all is said and done. Now let's talk about the Texas A&M Aggies, guys. Jimbo Fisher, uh, who made waves earlier in this offseason by hiring away one of Georgia's best recruiting staff members in Nick Williams. Nick Williams was a graduate assistant at the University of Georgia, now a defensive analyst. So not only does that mean, you know, getting a getting a, a bump in pay, a different title, things like that, but Nick Williams has taken some of those Georgia connections and at the very least, he's gotten people to decommit from Georgia. He's, he's gotten them into the into the Texas A&M environment. He's got them in there to see what College Station has to offer. And um, guys like Bear Alexander, Dayon Bowie, both decommitted from the University of Georgia immediately after their official visit to, to Texas A&M. So right now let's hit on where Texas A&M is. They are currently ranked number ninth in the rival's team rankings in the class of 2022 they have 10 commitments to their name much like lsu they're taking care of business in state and in fact all 10 of texas a&m's commitments are texas texas high school players at this point they range from four-star malik Celia and donovan green down to three-star Jared Kerr, who just came on board not too long ago on the on the 25th of June. That is that means they've had three June commitments this month. They got uh, Martrez Harris Jr., a linebacker out of Houston, Texas, Ish Harris, an athlete out of Pilot Point, Texas, and Jared Kerr, a athlete out of Lexington, Texas. So as I said, they're sitting number nine right now. Here's the thing with Texas A&M. They've got to try to now capitalize on some of that momentum they made with guys like a Bear Alexander. They have to try to bring in a Kojo Antoine, uh, who is also out of the state of Georgia, but has Texas A&M ties with his family being from the state of Texas. And they've really got to be able to do that to stay up in this class, up up in the rankings in this class, because it's one thing to get close, but you don't get anything for finishing second in these recruitments here, especially in the high-profile, very competitive SEC West. I will say this, that Texas A&M has done a tremendous job with visits. Them and LSU are vying for some of the, the same guys I mentioned earlier, uh, Harold Perkins, a linebacker out of Cypress, Texas, Kelvin Banks, Offensive tackle, big six foot five, three hundred offensive tackle out of Humble, Texas. They had Keon Sab in for official visit not too long ago. Kamari Wilson, uh, as I mentioned, Bear Alexander. So these Texas A&M guys, they've got to try to land some of these huge guys. They're really investing time in, and you know, with Jimbo Fisher, uh, he's a guy who obviously is known for being a, a, a winning coach, especially for offensive scheme-wise, things like that. Well, bringing in some explosive athletes always helps that out. Brennan Thompson is a track speedster. 
out of Spearman, Texas, so another in-state guy that they could try to hold on to there. So there's a lot down the pipe here for Texas A&M. Bryce Anderson is another guy that you need to try to try to watch out for um, when it comes to Texas A&M, a safety out of Beaumont, Texas. So there's a lot on the table here for Texas A&M, and they're trying to really see, you know, who they can who they can they can bring in here uh, in the month of July to kind of capitalize on that early momentum. I feel like. Texas A&M is going to have that early momentum, but I'm not so sure that they're going to hold on to it. I think Texas A&M really needs to make sure that they capitalize this season on their on their uh, win totals from last year. And you know, early on, they've got some easy games in terms of Kent State, Colorado, New Mexico, and then that that there's that game with Arkansas. So you go to Arkansas on September 25th and you're playing the Sam Pittman coach team in prime time. And it goes from Sam Pittman's Arkansas team hosting a Mike Leach team in Mississippi State, who I expect to be much improved from year one to year two, and then Alabama. So that three-game stretch right there could really, you know, make a lot of difference for for Texas A&M. If they go into that Alabama game and they've lost one of those games between uh, Arkansas and Mississippi State, then that recruiting class is probably not going to do as well because people definitely are not going to expect them to take care of Alabama uh, at home. I just don't think that they're they're to the point where they can they can beat Alabama this year, especially with a young quarterback who's never, never really played, been the guy before. So we're going to see what Texas A&M can do, but I do, I do not expect Texas A&M to finish in the top 10 in the country in this class. I just don't think the momentum will hold up. Now let's move on to Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Actually, but before we do that, we're here in the meat of it, in the, in the middle of this SEC West review, so this would be a perfect time to talk about Moink Box, guys. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said that it was the best bacon he's ever tasted, and I've agreed. I've had a sample of this, guys. And Jamie Simonoff, the creator of Ring Doorbell, he invested in Moink as well. So you got to ask yourself, why do four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with moinkbox.com why are 97 percent of chickens served in the united states dipped in chlorine simple because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm that's why you need moinkbox.com the best bacon the best steak the best chicken and the best salmon you'll ever eat and it won't come from a grocery store you'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent alaskan fishermen that's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moinkbox movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Right now, and listeners to this show get a free year of bacon with every box ordered. Free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one of the best bacon, some of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled Moink, M-O-I nkbox.com slash believe that's moinkbox.com slash believe so always thankful for 
Point Box for being a sponsor of the show. Like I said, we're now we're going to touch on Mike Leach's Mississippi State team. They're ranked 13th in the country in these rankings, guys. And that 14 commitments overall, they've really been trying to stack up some of those commitments early. Now, the thing with Mississippi, Mississippi State is last year they had a good recruiting class going as well. But can they keep some of these Mississippi guys from flipping to an old miss like they like happened last year? It was Mary Flipmas over there for Ole Miss, and we'll see if that ends up happening. They do have two four stars in the class right now. That's Khalid Moore, a linebacker out of Poplarville, Mississippi, and Don Terry Russell, a defensive end out of Jackson, Mississippi. Don Terry Russell actually committed early in the month of June. So June paying dividends for Mississippi State with Don Terry Russell and with Lucas Taylor, an offensive lineman out of Mobile, Alabama. And then they finished off the month by getting commitment from Cameron East, an offensive lineman who is 6'7", 269, out of New Orleans, Louisiana. But as I said before, with Mississippi State, it's going to be all about keeping the momentum going, making sure that they recruit the guys that they currently have committed at Mississippi State. That's, that's exactly what they have to do. Finish off this class, make sure none of these guys that are committed to Mississippi State right now end up leaving this class. That's what they cannot afford to have happen and Mike Leach and company have to capitalize early on in the season show that they're a different team they had that big splash year uh, big splash win with the LSU win but it turned out that there's a little bit of fool's gold there with LSU not being the, the team that they uh, were from the previous year of winning their their national championship so with Mississippi State they're a team that they can they can fight to stay within the top, have a top 20 class maybe. Uh, if they finish out strong, they've got to land some of the top commit, top targets, excuse me, that they have out there. Guys like J.D. Stewart, a linebacker out of Greenville, Mississippi, has to end up trying to be in this class. R.J. Moss, a defensive lineman out of Biloxi, Mississippi, that they're, they're targeting as well, um, even if they were to – Land someone like a like a Jamon Tab. Get in, get in on some of him with the edge. I do think he's you know slated to go to LSU, but they're trying to do that. Um, Josh White out of Cedar Grove uh, in Georgia and Ellenwood, Georgia. So, and then Jacob Hood, a monster offensive tackle out of Nashville, Tennessee. If they can get some of those guys on board, um, and then maybe even a couple surprise additions here and there, then. You could see Mississippi State hover into that top 15 range, and then if uh, you know something something happens with some of those teams ahead of them, maybe even push uh, to to get up towards the the top 10. But that would be best case scenario. I think Mississippi State has to hope that they stay within a top 20 class, honestly, for the rest of this. Now we come to Alabama. Alabama is currently ranked 17th in the rivals. Team rankings, they only have eight commitments right now, but Alabama is a team that hosted a ton of talent in the last weekend for official visits, and they're obviously looming large in recruiting as they always do. I always say Alabama doesn't really have to recruit anymore, guys. Alabama is the type of team that they just invite. They, they tell people, okay, uh, we're going to, we're going to, you know, let you 
let you have a spot if you want it. And here's what Alabama, everybody knows what Alabama has done. So they don't really have to, you know, just go out and sell these guys on the program. In fact, Tyler Booker said this past weekend that, you know, they talk more about academics and more about what they can do for you as a person because everybody knows what Alabama is able to do on the field. Alabama's in that Walter Nolan sweepstakes. Walter Nolan, the top uh, player in the country, five-star out of Cordova, Tennessee, defensive lineman. They're going to try to flip guys like like a Damani Jackson. They're going to try to bring in uh, a Denver Harris from North Shore in Houston, Texas. They're going to try to flip a Luther Burden, you know, from Oklahoma, which Oklahoma did go back. But I think the biggest thing about Alabama's class is that they got Ty Simpson. They won the lottery there, in my opinion. And Ty Simpson, we had his parents on last week talking about that. So you can check that over in the archives, guys on recruiting every second over on the Believe Network. You can follow the show using at recruiting underscore SEC. You can follow myself using at Gilmer 18 But I think Ty Simpson could possibly be the next Heisman Trophy winner, providing they don't win one this year here uh, at Alabama. Because Ty Simpson just does things on a football field that a young man really shouldn't be able to do at his at his age level. He's He's very extremely savvy in the in the game of football with his father being the head coach at UT Martin there out of Martin Tennessee and when they have guys like Ty Simpson and Emmanuel Henderson already committed to uh, five-star guys there then you're going to you know only add to that if you're able to land a Tyler Booker out of IMG Academy those like Georgia and Alabama fighting hard for Tyler Booker the big offensive tackle out of IMG and they have, you know, they have a hand in Brennan Thompson, who I said, uh, Texas A&M is also fighting for the speedster wide receiver or Earl Little, Little Jr. out of American Heritage in Florida. Uh, Justice Finkley was on a visit down there, guys, at a Hus- out of Hewitt Trustville. Um, I believe Alabama, Georgia, and UCF are kind of the three, three schools that are fighting for Amari Kelly, a receiver out of Hewitt Trustville as well. So Alabama in undoubtedly is going to be factoring in very, very uh, highly as this comes comes to you know fruition here, this 2022 class and their class right now. Realize this, Alabama is ranked 17th in the country, only eight commitments, and they don't have uh, on the rivals rankings Actually, when you look at that, they don't have an, a bona fide five-star yet. On the rivals' rankings, it's all four stars and below. So imagine when they bring in some of these guys, these high-profile targets that you know Alabama is going to bring in towards the end of the year. This Alabama class will vault up into the top ten in a hurry once they start stacking up some of these commitments. And it's already started to uh, hit for them here They in back-to-back days. They got Amir Nyblack and Robert Woodyard. Um, Robert Woodyard, a linebacker out of Mobile, Alabama. Uh, so, you know, you add that, like I said, to the foundation of Ty Simpson and Mayo Henderson. These guys are going to stack up in a hurry, especially when you get through the through the month of July. They're, they're going after Jake Pope, a receiver out of uh, Georgia, Buford, Georgia, So who was also on that official visit weekend. So we'll see where Alabama finishes, obviously, it's better to be up in the top five in the country once again. 
uh, pushing for that. So we will see where the Crimson Tide finish. Of course, they'll always um, impress in the fall, and young men will see that that gameplay at Nick Saban coach team and will try to start coming on board. So Alabama really slow played things in the class of 2022 because of the COVID era of recruiting, not having in-person evaluations, and those are huge to Nick Saban. So look for their ranking to change drastically going in to the finish of the class of 2022 as we head towards December. Then at 18, you have the Arkansas Razorbacks, coached by Sam Pittman. They're ranked number 18th in the country, as I said, with 12 total commitments right now. And those 12 commitments range all the way from four-star Rashad Dubion out of Ellenwood, Georgia, running back, uh, really all-purpose type guy uh, out of that famed Cedar Grove High School, as I've already touched on guys like Josh White, uh, also from that Cedar Grove High School, there's people like uh, C.J. Madden, Carlton Madden Jr., who are blowing up. Of course, Kristen Miller, everybody knows in that class, all those guys from the same high school. But the one that that Arkansas and Sam Pittman were able to reach back into Georgia, use their connections in the state of Georgia. Jimmy Smith, a coach there who actually played at Cedar Grove, was able to come back and get Rashad Dubion to be that kind of playmaker in the class here for Arkansas. I saw Riles, Ma- Miles Rouser out of Belleville, Michigan at the Rivals uh, five-star challenge of four-star DB that Sam Pitt was able to bring in. And then, of course, also in this class out of the 12 commitments, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of them are out of Actually, eight of them are out of the state of Arkansas. So that's always the key, making sure you protect your home state. And then they also have, like I said, uh, they have an Eli Stein, only a two-star out of uh, out of Cambridge, Wisconsin. They have Eli Henderson out of Duncan, South Carolina. And then, as I mentioned before, uh, Dubion and Rouser at the top of the class, two out-of-state guys. So they're, they're laying a solid foundation with guys like a Marion Harris that Alabama was on as early as anybody at six foot seven, 338 pounds, but they were able to bring him in, keep him in a little rock guy there. And the most recent commitment they got was from Nico Davier, who was being recruited very, very hard by Oklahoma. In fact, some people thought he was going to end up at Oklahoma, but they were able to keep the defensive end out of Maumel, Arkansas, six foot two, 265 pound, four star there edge defender in the state here right as the right as the uh quiet period of recruiting was ending up and now we're going into another dead period so they'll see if they can capitalize on that momentum right at the end and and uh, get some more some more guys in-state guys and then also focus on you know bringing those key pieces from outside of the state of Arkansas as well then you look all the way down, so Arkansas goes from the 18th ranked team, and then the next ACC West team is Ole Miss at 74th in the country, guys, 74th. So there is a lot of room for improvement in this class. Ole Miss did a lot of work late last year, like I said, with the Mary Flipmas deal. So we'll have to see how Ole Miss can finish things out. Uh, obviously, they're going to be trying to stack up commitments here, and the biggest thing that Ole Miss can do, honestly, and Lane Kiffin is – 
show that fun product that they have on the field and have more success doing it. If Ole Miss comes out and has a hot run, a lot of publications and prognosticators, things like that, are picking Ole Miss to be kind of a surprise team in the SEC West this year. If they're able to do that and they're able to capitalize and finish with a you know one, two, three loss season, just have a kind of a magical run over there in in Oxford in the Grove, then you're talking about Lane Kiffin being able to really stack up some guys that would undoubtedly produce more flips, things like that from Mississippi State. So, uh, but 74th is definitely not going to get it done. I don't expect them to finish there by any means because I said they've only got four commitments in this class right now. Marquez, Marquez Dorch out of Loosedale, Mississippi, an athlete, and Taylor Groves, another athlete out of Cross Plains, Tennessee. So there are a lot of guys still out there on the table for an old miss. You're trying to they're trying to um you know bring in probably I would say if not a full class upwards of the 23 members of the class. So there's a lot of work to be done for Ole Miss. Obviously they want to finish with a top 25 class, I think would be realistic here um, to try to try to stack up those commitments here late in the season. But I said, as I said, the best friend for Ole Miss is going to be that play on the field this fall and showing how Lane Kiffin's program has progressed from year one to year two. Then you've got the team that is absolutely dead last in recruiting for the SEC West, and that is the Auburn Tigers. Of course, going through a coaching transition right now, and you know having brought uh, Brian Harson on as the head coach, they're really trying to change an identity, change the culture there at Auburn. There's a lot of investment going on into the program in terms of facilities that are just now being beginning to be built. But Auburn only has three commitments right now. One is at the quarterback position, Holden Gariner out of Savannah, Georgia, Benedictine, who is a big six foot three, 215 pound guy who will do his best to, to recruit some of these, some of these targets that Auburn is going after. But, you know, one thing about Auburn is you got to understand they're not going to be able to take a full class, so to speak, this year because of taking so many transfers. Uh, in the class of 2021 that are going to count against the number for Auburn coming in this year. So don't expect Auburn to be up there around the 25 signees mark. They've, they've got a bunch of transfers that they had to use to supplement the roster that are going to count against the number <laughs> this year. And, you know, that, that'll, that'll mess them up with some things. But they're going after some of the key guys, four-star Darius Clemens out of Portland, Oregon a West Coast connection there. Brian Harson brings some of his connections from out West. And uh, another guy that they're going after is in the state of Alabama is a Caden Story, who is a four-star defensive lineman out of, like I said, Lynette, Alabama there. They have to try to obviously pull in some of those in-state guys. A Curtis Perry out of Montgomery would be huge to bring in for Auburn. Um, and you know, there, there's just a lot of these players in the, in the Alabama area. They need to try to pull some guys from Louisiana, uh, maybe even Mississippi to bring in. And then also Brian Harson, as I said, has all those connections up in the greater Northwest area up there being from his Boise days. They're trying to go after 
four-star edge defender Tyrese Fearby. I know Kentucky is after him as well. Trey Donaldson, who's from Tallahassee, he's visited Auburn on an uh, official visit this summer. Damari Austin, running back that we mentioned that LSU is heavily after, and some people are even already predicting to go to LSU if Auburn could somehow uh, get in the mix with him. I think they've kind of fallen out of things with Amari Kelly, which is something that's uh, disappointing for Auburn because that he is somebody that uh, I think the Auburn fan base was really hoping to get on with Trustville uh, being his hometown there. And then Auburn is, you know, in it for Marcus Allen out of Marietta, Georgia. I think he's making his final decision here soon. Uh, and, you know, Auburn with, just has to. They had Jacob Hood, big um, offensive tackle who Georgia is buying for, Mississippi State is buying for, a lot of these guys. Miami is in on him, and then Auburn tried to get in as well with that official visit there from Jacob Hood. So a lot of these targets left out there. Auburn really needs to try to be economic with it because, like I said, they are going to not be able to take exactly a full class with all of the transfers that they've brought in this year. So we will see how things turn out in the SEC West. I don't see Auburn getting much above a top 30, 35 class this year. So you're talking about, I think, we'll, we'll go on a brief recap. LSU currently at number four in the rivals rankings. I think they have a chance to finish at the number one class in the country. I mean, just depending on things break, they're going to be no less than a top top three, top four class. Texas A&M was sitting at number nine. I feel like they will drop out of the top 10 before all is said and done because I don't think Texas A&M is going to live up to the billing this fall. Mississippi State, what they have to hope is they have to hope that Ole Miss doesn't kind of catch fire during the year and have a good show, good showing this fall because I think that'll cause some guys to flip from them. I'm going to say Mississippi State struggles to keep a top 20 class this year. Alabama ranked at number 17. I'm going to have them going up all the way inside the top five because they're going to end up landing some of these monster guys that they had on campus for last that last official visit weekend. You know, the Denver Harris's, the Tyler Booker that they're fighting Georgia with, you know, a Jake Pope type guy. They're going to be bringing in a lot of talented players. Arkansas, they're at 18. I think Arkansas has a chance to, to get up into a top 15 class if everything goes extremely well. They Let's say they win that, that primetime matchup this fall against Texas uh, A&M. Also, I think they have Texas on their schedule as well, so some big games this fall that uh, Arkansas can really help themselves out with Why what they do on the field, with what they do on the field. Old Miss, of course, 74th, and Auburn, 78th. Both of them have a lot of room to help fill out the end of the class. Ole Miss has got to hope to finish in that top 30 to 35. I think Auburn as well. I don't think either one of them are in for a banner year in recruiting, but we'll see how it all wraps up. Guys, this has been a, another edition of Recruiting Every Second, brought to you by Bet Online and Moinkbox.com. Of course, we're over on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Blaine Gilmer. Follow me using at BGilmer18. Follow the show using at recruiting underscore SEC. And we'll catch you next time. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean 
every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.